Hey, welcome in. Good uh, morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you might be watching this. I am Gabe DeArmond. We're going to have Mookie Cooper here on the screen with you momentarily because he's the star of the show here. Hang in with Mookie Cooper. This is episode number two. So, uh, hey, we've made it. We've made it through week one. We are on week two, and we want to thank you guys for watching. Everybody who gave us some feedback in week one. Also, want to thank the Bruning Legal team. Uh, you can check them out at Bruning Legal. That's B R U N I N G Legal.com. You can get a hold of them at 312-736-7643. The Bruning Law Firm was started by a father and his two sons in St. Louis. They're a personal injury firm. They're going to help people who were injured in accidents started by a father and his two sons all mizzou grads they treat their clients like family help helping them recover and get the compensation they deserve your missouri law firm bruning legal and uh go tigers they want us to make sure to mention every week i'm sure that's a uh, message supported by our guest now mookie cooper on your screen mookie how you doing this week man good uh chilling snowed in right now but step out when i need to but been cold relaxing <laughs> yeah we were talking about that before we got a we got like 10 inches of snow here in columbia it, it always seems to happen right around signing day man i know i know like 10 years ago we had 20 inches on signing day but so you guys you don't have to go to class you, you still got to work out and everything you still got to walk over to the facility yeah we still have workouts still had to work walk over that bridge to get to the indoor yeah we still going <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, what do you, before we uh, before we kind of get into it? What are your teammates? You got teammates from Texas and Florida and all these places that have probably never seen this. What are all your teammates thinking this week about cut, deciding to come to school in Columbia, Missouri? They just asking. All you hearing is them asking like, "How can this happen? Uh, this normal here? I ain't never seen this. That's all you hear is asking. Is it normal? And how often are we gonna get it? But they gotta adapt to it. I'm used to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, growing up in growing up in Missouri, you know, this is this is going to happen sometimes. And, uh, and and for everybody listening, kind of what we do every week uh, here, we want to just take kind of a, start with a different theme and then we're going to go wherever we go from there. But I, I told Mookie we were going to start this one just kind of with him growing up and, and, and playing football and everything. Basically, Everything about Mookie Cooper before you guys knew who Mookie Cooper was is, is what we're talking about this week. So, so I want to start there, Mookie. When's the, do you remember like the first time you played a football game? The 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 when you kind of started to get into football? Yeah, I remember. I had started playing football. I was seven years old. But the only reason I started playing because my mom I always used to dance like. I used to know every dance when I was little, like, no matter what it was. I'm too cool for it right now, but I still could dance on too. But I knew every dance. My mom was like, Shit, I got to get you on football. I got to get you on football. And then it was just like everything had just – I was always competed to be who the fastest. That's all it was about when we used to start playing football. I didn't know how to catch. I didn't know how to do nothing yet. We just running through the lines. We just trying to see who finished the line the fastest. We're not even stretching right. We're just trying to see who can get through the fastest. Whatever, man. Ever since then, it's just been up from there. See, you're you're the opposite. Most kids have their moms tell them, "No way, you're playing football." Uh, <laughs> your mom's your mom's throwing you out on the football. My mom threw me in head first. 
All right. So, so when, I, I mean, what's football like when you're seven years old? Where are you playing? You know, is is this in a league? Is it organized? Are you playing tackle football at seven years old? We had we had JFL. It stood for Junior Football League. So that's what we had in St. Louis. It had like like eight around eight different teams, and it was about like we had when I first started playing football. It was seven light. Like say I'm seven year every age. It was a seven light. For kids like under a certain weight limit, seven heavy. That's for kids who like over a certain weight limit. And they had seven unlimited for like people who wanted to play with all through all sides or whatever. But it was like three teams per age group. I played at Herbert Hoover. It's a, a, a organization on the north side of St. Louis. I played for them. But it was like we used to go up there every Saturday and Sunday. Even if you didn't play, her, every game would be jam packed like a bunch of kids. Bunch of parents, everybody, food trucks, everybody out there kicking it from eight in the morning to nine, ten at night. But then it was like now, they don't even. I don't even think they have in JFL anymore for real in St. Louis. Like, I don't even think there's a JFL anymore. But it was just like, it was fun. Like no matter, it wasn't really too much competition. You know, one no ranking. You know, it wasn't too much of stressing about it you going up there having playing football just because you just want to you happy you had a game you ready to play football you know so it was it was it was a lot more just free playing as a kid you know I went uh I think I was at that at Herbert Hoover uh when Luther did his uh, announcement back in back in October I was I was talking to the the guy in charge there and I can't remember his name but they He's still talking about just all the kids that came through there and, and played there, going back to, to Brian Allen years before you. I mean, for for people who don't know what that is, what JFL is, give them kind of an idea. And, like, who are when, – when you start playing JFL, who are the people you hear about? Because the kids that are playing now hear about Mookie Cooper and, and Luther Burden and, and all those guys. But but when you started playing, who were the kids that they told you, hey, if if, if you do this, you you could be like these guys? See, when I started playing, so my team, we was called the takeover or whatever. So I'll say I'm like seven years old. We had an older team called the Future. They actually was like, um, that was like our big brother team. So guys like Isaiah Williams, Jamison Williams played on the Future with them or whatever. Um, it was a it was a bunch of other guys that played on. So they was like our big brother team. So mainly those guys that played on like on our big brother team, that's who I was looking up to Isaiah with Jameson when they had Rashadi, Rashad Watson. He played Yuri Collins. He hooped the slew basketball right now, but he was real good at um, football back then and stuff like that. But those really was kind of like the main guys I would look up to because we was always around each other. And and JFL, I mean that's that's kind of legendary in St. Louis, right? I mean that's that's a people all over the state, all over the area know what the, what the JFL is just because of uh, how long it's been around. But hey, also that, that boys and girls club and look, I don't want to put any words in, in your mouth, but just kind of tell me what that place means to, to a lot of kids that, that maybe don't grow up in the best situation, right. And have a, have a place to go and, and play sports. Man, Herbert Hoover, that's like, that's like a whole nother world for kids. Cause you know, like, you know how it is or whatever you hear about San Louis or whatever, but Herbert Hoover, they got after school programs, before school programs where kids can just go in. Like everybody ain't got nothing. School, a school probably is the, probably the safest place 
for a kid, some kids growing up in St. Louis. So when sometimes when a kid leave that school, you don't know what that day can end up looking like. Like it's really anything can happen after that three o'clock bell whenever you leave that school. So it's like Herbal Hoover, it was a place where kids just had somewhere to go be fun after school, before school. They had um, Halloween things going on. Whenever every holiday was something going on for anybody that was a member, it was just like a kid membership place where they had everything for you that a kid would need, you know. So it's like just to see it going downhill now, it's just sad because like that's just showing, reflecting on what's going on in St. Louis right now. Like, cause I feel like it's not even too many kids, too much growing up playing sports no more. I feel like we had when I say. It would be jam-packed with so many kids just playing football. And it's like, now, I don't even know. Um, that's a whole nother, uh, whatever. Yeah. Which, uh, w- what part of St. Louis did you grow up in then? Like, where where did you grow up? I grew up in North St. Louis. But I, I, I feel like I didn't live, like, in every part of St. Louis, except the East. I never lived in East St. Louis. I didn't live in North St. Louis, downtown, the south side. I just slept on the west side. Like I, I feel like, but I mostly grew up on the north side of St. Louis. Hey, I mean, you're talking to, talking a little bit about St. Louis. We talked about it some last week, but um, you know, just just kind of curious now that that obviously you've you've been in Columbia for for a year and a half, and and obviously had the year in Ohio. I mean. Uh, you know, I, I do see a lot of people, um, both your age and, and then older, a lot of the athletes from St. Louis that that kind of talk about when they go back home and, and how different it is now. And uh, Can you just give me your experience? Because, uh, look, obviously you and me have, have a lot of different life experiences, right? So so you're talking about some of that stuff about people going and, and hanging out at the Boys and Curls Club. For, for people watching, can, can you just kind of give them some of that experience you're talking about and, and, and give them an idea of, of what you mean for, for the way life is for, for some of those kids in St. Louis? I'm I'm gonna put it like this, like so. How in Columbia now? Like ever since I've been off to school, it's like you just so and feel like in St. Louis, you're not even too much. You growing up as a kid, but it's like you always got to be so much alert to every other thing that's going on around you. It's like you got to be so much. You 12 years old, you want to just be able to live free. You six, you 10 years old, you want to just be able to play, not worry about. Is somebody finna come in, breaking your house, somebody finna come do something, whatever. You know, like, it's, I just feel like a lot of kids growing up, or even when we was growing up, you just, it's so much going on, and you gotta be so much, you gotta be so ready for anything that can happen. And a lot of kids, young people be going through so much that I just feel like they're not even ready for it yet, but it's, it became so normal to the point where it's like, people don't even care about that much. Like, if some somebody dies in St. Louis, like, you know, death's supposed to be, like, a crazy thing. Like, you're supposed to be hurt behind death. But I feel like that stuff happens so normal, it's just, like, nobody even care no more. And that's, and that's what's messed up about it, you know. But being in Columbia, I don't even got to – I'm not saying Columbia a perfect place, but it's a good place. You know, Kuwait's way better. You could just be safe. Like, you you chilling. You don't got to – you driving. In St. Louis, you pull up to a light in St. Louis, like, in some part of St. Louis, like – you know, you got to be looking around, just, you know, just looking. I'm driving here like you chilling. It's regular people, our regular people that got their own life that's trying to do something. I just feel like in, in St. Louis, it's just a lot of people that ain't got nothing to do. 
So like they just ready, they just out, you know, they just doing stuff. And I feel like that's that's why I, I urge people to get out of there because ain't nothing going on in St. Louis. Like it's, it's not nothing really. So you hear you hear athletes all the time that that maybe grew up in in places that were tough and and. and not the easiest say, you know, sports was my way out. You and the guys you hung out with, did did you guys did you guys view football or, or athletics that way, or was it just something you did because you enjoyed doing it? I mean, up until, like, when I was seven years old, even when I started playing football, I always knew I wanted to be in the NFL. That was always been my dream. I looked up to Reggie Bush. But, like, you didn't trip off of it, like, on a – day-to-day thing as to now where you every day you think about how to get to the league because it's like now you're a college athlete that's your next step it's like you always thinking about that when I'm a kid like that's so far ahead it's like I'm just playing right now but up into high school as things got closer that's when you most definitely me and my friends we most definitely talked about it all the time like how we gotta do this we gotta do this like on all that and that really started about eighth grade for real once I knew it was hard trying to figure out what high school I was going to go to or whatever. That's when I start trying to like knowing like, all right, this football can, can get me somewhere. Yeah. So, so I was going to ask, I mean, when you start playing football, like at seven years old, were you good? When did you figure out you were good at football? I was the hardest. Look, some people, I'm not even going to say some people, because if they say I'm not, they really hate it. If they say I'm not, they hate it. So I really was the hardest, I feel like, on every team Ever since I was seven. I used to score, like, three, four touchdowns at seven years old a game. Like, every game I was just – I run, like, five, four, five Super Bowls. Every season I averaged, like, 30 touchdowns. No cap. No cap. Like, JFL, only person – it's like a couple people I would give respect to in JFL and saying, all right, like, it's a debate on who is the hardest to come out of. It. Like, it's – it's on, it's a couple people I let slide, but I must definitely say it. So, yeah. so who are the other couple people then? Who else gets to be in that conversation? All right, some JFL legends. I'm gonna say out the gate: Isaiah Williams, Jamison Williams, Shadi was in there. These all I say them first because them was just my big bros. Like they was that's instantly who I played with. Luther Burton in there. Um, Amir Turner. He 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 was on Luther team, but he ended up moving away. Um, Ronnie Perkins, Cam Babb, um, who else some JFL legends? Marcus Washington. I, I can get I can get Marcus Washington, even though I never played him. I never even seen him, but I know he ball. I know he ball. But uh, that's that's out the gate that I could just think of, like who most definitely was balling in JFL. Yeah. Now, now I know like. Little kid sports, right? Like the best athlete always plays quarterback, always plays shortstop, always plays point guard because basically you got a bunch of dudes chasing the ball, don't know what the hell they're doing. So were you a quarterback growing up? I played – I started off playing running back. I was number 25 because of Reggie Sports. That was my favorite That was my favorite um, player. But once I got to like seventh grade, I did end up playing quarterback, but I never really threw it though. Like I never really threw it. I just went back there just to run it or whatever, I went there back on QB sneaks. But then, like, eighth grade, I played it, but still QB sneaks or whatever. But other than that, that's all I played, uh, quarterback. I played corner some on defense growing up in the leagues. Yeah, so is is JFL, I mean, is that is that what you're playing all the way till you're in high school, or do you, like, get to, to, to middle school yeah, and then there's something I played, else? I played JFL. I played JFL all the way from – 
seven years old, whatever grade, what's that, first grade or something? I don't know. Seven years old, all the way up until high school. Okay, then you said you said when you're trying to decide where to go to high school. So you got to explain this whole process to me because, like, I don't know, I just live somewhere, and so that's where that's where I went to high school. So so explain what you mean when you say you're you're deciding where to go to high school and, and play ball and everything. I'm just saying, like, as a kid, like everybody, there's older guys with good teams. Like I always been winning in JFL, right? So like I won multiple Super Bowls. I hardly lost in JFL, so. I just wanted to go to a team where I could win it. You know, like I didn't want – that's what it basically came down to. And there were some schools where I had some friends at – I had friends at different schools, and that's what really what it came down to, like whoever, what, what team I'm going to really go compete with. So you, you get to high school. Were you were you starting as a freshman? I mean, are you playing varsity from day one, or, or how did high school start out for you? See – when I, I went to SLU University High School, I first started, enrolled there freshman year. I was there for one semester at SLU High School. See, I was really upset. I started out on freshman. We had to train. Like, they knew I could play football, but they I had to really start through, like, I went through, like, two practices with the freshman team. Then I got moved up to JV after, like, two practices with the freshman team. But I'm on JV playing running back. But so... Eventually, midway through the season, I'm thinking, like, why well, I'm not on varsity? But we had a real good running back, though. Andrew Clark. Yeah, Andrew Clark, he was a real good person on our team. Tony Adams on our team that's in Illinois. Um, so we had some real good backs, but I understood, like, I wouldn't play, but I'm like, why well, I'm not on varsity? So, like, midway through the season, I got on varsity, but I was actually playing corner. I wore number 49. I think I wore number 49. I don't know how, but I was, I was a corner on varsity. I got in like one or two plays. I got burnt on a go route against. I was a freshman. I got burnt on a go route against Smith or whatever. And I that's when I actually first found out Cam Bad was like that because we played CBC, and I didn't even touch the field this game because CBC was good. They was better than us. So like, Duh, I'm not playing. I'm wearing number 49. Um, and he was just going off on us or whatever, but. After that, I transferred from SLU after the first semester, got to Trinity in January, and I started on Trinity my sophomore year on varsity. And in uh, Trinity's obviously kind of where, hey, you made a name for yourself, and and everybody starts to to get to know you. Um, so so take me through just just getting to Trinity and and kind of getting a chance to, hey, this is what I've been working for for ten years, right? I ain't gonna lie, I got a, I got my first offer, my first co- uh, college scholarship offer the first day I got at Trinity, like the first day of school. So once since then I'm like, all right, because I already been seeing like Isaiah. Win- it was already people there that was already getting recruited. Them. So I'm like, but I didn't think like it would have happened like this. So first offer, I nearly cried. I don't even know if I did cry. I hope I cried. I hope I. But uh, for real, but it was super crazy. And then it was like, but that was when coaches was constantly coming through. So it was like, I was getting multiple offers, but it was off of my JV film though. Like I was getting offered off a of JV film, but I was scoring just so many touchdowns. So like some people would be mad because it was JV film and try to, but I'm like, it was just so many touchdowns. It was just ridiculous, like, or whatever, not even trying to, you know, but, and then ever since Trinity, it just was like 
my first play at Trinity, I scored a touchdown. My first play of the game, my first game there, I scored a touchdown. And then it was just up. Like, we were stacked. Like, I ain't going to lie. When people would complain, then we would act like we wasn't stacked. But we were stacked now that I look back. Like, so Trinity was super fun. I ain't going to lie. I loved it when it was all, like, while I was there playing or whatever. Like, then I had some real good memories there. We won the state championship. Like, and I had some real fun, you know, been around and when it goes seeing, I never thought about you always had those dreams or whatever. But, you know, like once I first was going on college business, like all that recruitment stuff was crazy to me. Like, like it was just so I'm seeing all these people, like even being around that SLU when I first went to SLU, like SLU is a big school, like a big high school. Like that was a nice high school. So I'm like. I'm seeing all this stuff. Everything was just so crazy. Then once I got to college and just seeing, like, how much of the world it is outside of St. Louis, like, everything just be so different. Like, life just be so different. So that's when I really just start, like, trying to lock in with this, you know, with this football and stuff and, and really try to make sure I had to leave. And I, and I really thank my mama, though, because she really, she really tried to, like, what she did, like, I have to, you got to leave a certain life or you can't be the same if you're trying to, you know, grow into some other stuff or whatever. Like, you're trying to grow in life. I know I'm trying to go to school. Like, I feel like my mama really kept me out of a lot of situations, really put me in some good situations for me to be where I'm at. Like, she really, she sacrificed a whole bunch of stuff just, just for me to make sure I was straight. You know, like, I always, always had good grades, like, growing up or whatever. I learned how to count to 100 the fastest in preschool. So it was like, you know, but I, I really thank her for that. Well, I, I got to let you know, like, we have people all the time that are like, yo, you got to get Mookie's mom on one of the shows this, this year because they follow her on Twitter, and they're, they're all big fans, man. So your mom's got a huge fan club among Missouri fans. All right, she is wild. She is wild. All right, so, so when, like – you're scoring 30 touchdowns as a seven-year-old or whatever. But like you said, man, the NFL at that point is is like – that's just kind of a, a made-up thing 20 years down the road. But when did you actually – know? was there a time that you can point to and say, this is when I knew I was actually pretty good and had a chance to, to do this beyond high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all right, back in the NFL, like, all right, seventh, eighth grade is like when, like, People starting to like you're not super big or that, but people starting to shape out and like get a little more aggressive. You knowing about what's really going on a little bit in football or whatever. But like, so we played. We had our Super Bowl game against Matthews Dickey. They had James Frenchy on their team. Frenchy, oh, Frenchy, Frenchy is a JFL legend. He is a JFL. He is a JFL legend. I don't know how I forgot. Frenchy is a JFL legend. He played up, so like he my age, but he always played against Jamison Williams now all through JFL up until he was his last year when he had to play his grade because he wasn't in high school or whatever. But uh, we played them, and I just I just turned – I had, like – I think I had, like, three touchdowns. And that was the biggest game. Like, that was a super big game, and the whole city was there. Like, when I say JFL games, like, big games, like, the whole city was there. Like, it would be like a mini high school game. But that's when, like, all the buzz, like, I'm knowing, like, all right, like, I, I can do this for real, you know. So, give me, and I don't care if it's Little League, high school, whatever it is, we're going to talk about, next week we're going to talk about kind of recruiting and everything like that. But 
What is like your if somebody says, "What's your favorite memory on a football field?" Growing up, what, what what do you think of? I don't care if it's a game, just just whatever comes to your mind. Favorite memory. Uh, I'm gonna say it's either between East Side East Side game, even though we lost East Side game or Cold Quit. Uh, East Side game, you know, those two out of out of town. Cold, you know, Cold Quit and um, they from Georgia, they in South Georgia. It was the first game of the year, my junior year. They was like the number twenty some around twenty to thirty team in the nation. We went down to Georgia, the big old stadium, my first big game, big old stadium, and all these people whatever. But it's like we got our tail kicked or whatever. But I just felt like I got to the play game. Like like I feel like I, I had a real good game that game. Then it was me and Isaiah Williams. I feel like we was both and Marcus Washington. We ball was balling that game, even though like. We lost, but we was really leaving on the line, you know. Then we played Eastside. Eastside was just crazy. Like, that game was crazy. Three overtimes. Went to, like, we were playing to, like, midnight. Midnight, playing the whole football game. Um, even though I feel like they cheated us. But that game, I just feel like that whole game was probably my best game, like, the big best memory I had in football. Okay, okay. So, so I'm going to give you a full week's warning. You gotta, you gotta think about all the the good recruiting stories. I'm not gonna ask you to like tell any, you know, no breaking rules or anything. But you're gonna give people an idea what it's like to be a to be a big time Division One football recruit next week. We're gonna talk about the recruiting process and and how wild that is to go through, man. But uh, but appreciate your time and uh, and we'll, that's where we're hitting next week. I right, see. Appreciate you, um, all right, thanks a lot, Mookie. Appreciate it, man. That is, once again, Mookie Cooper joining us as he's going to do every single Tuesday here on Hanging with Mookie Cooper on Power Mizzou, brought to you by Bruning Legal, the team at the Bruning Law Firm, a personal injury firm in St. Louis, is going to bring you this show every single week. You can hook up with them at bruninglegal.com. You can also give them a call if you would like to at 312-736-7643. Check out Bruning Legal for any personal injury needs you have two sons and a father, all Mizzou grads, all huge Mizzou fans, and appreciate them for being a part of this show every weekend, appreciate Mookie Cooper for his time. Appreciate you guys listening. Give us a like, make some nice comments, do all that. We appreciate that, and we'll talk to you next week.